Bless you. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> oh my God, that was like perfect timing. I pressed record. I was like, bam. <laughs> I like couldn't hold it in. Oh my gosh. I have a quick story to tell you. So yeah, I was talking to my friend on the phone. This was like Wednesday or something. And all this, I, as I was talking to her, I was emptying my air fryer and I was making cauliflower wings. So as you've used an air fryer before, you like pull the basket out of the, the thing. Right. And, and I like start taking the wings out. And then I look over at my air fryer and I see steam coming out of like every crevice. And then I start smelling the most intense smell of plastic, burning plastic. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because I, the basket was out and I have a habit of every single time I am like done using it, I instantly unplug it. Like I'm kind of sketch about that. Yeah, and yeah. I don't like, want your house to burn down. Right, I was like, okay, this thing is unplugged, mind you, before I was talking to my friend on the phone, I listened to this horror podcast. So I was like, also, I was like, am I possessed with demons right now? Um, but the whole thing was like melting onto my stove. So turns out what happened or what I think happened, unless my house is, oh my God, this is in the kitchen. What if it was Gertrude? <gasps> I just thought of that because it doesn't make sense how the burner got turned on. So, oh my God. Yes. And it's a burner that I never use. It's in the back left corner of the stove. I never use it. <laughs> Randomly set the air fryer on the stove. And then I pulled the basket out. And then I set the basket on the counter beside the stove, which I don't have a lot of counter space. You have a small kitchen. Yeah. So, it like, logistically, like, made sense to do. And so, unless the air fryer, like, the back of it bumped up to the knobs on the stove and like yeah. turned it on and that quick. And it just instantly was like melting everywhere. Oh my gosh, I had a, I was out, I had to air out my entire house. I felt like I was breathing in toxic, like chemicals. Yeah. I mean, I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had to, and I was outside for like three hours. I was like, this is ridiculous. But no, as I'm telling you this, I'm like, dude, maybe it was Gertrude. No, she's nice. Like there's no way. Malevolent. Like maybe in your like haste or something, you like accidentally. I, I feel don't like know. I had to like bump it. I don't know. Anyways, it was wild. So yeah, that my my air fryer is like completely busted, and I don't even use a microwave anymore. That's been my like way of heating and reheating things. Yeah. So I just bought another one that's like four times nicer. So I'm like, not that upset about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upgrade. <laughs> but I was like, this is how you know you're in your thirties when you're excited about a new fucking air fryer. Oh, yeah. And I bought new sheets too. So I'm like, I have new sheets. I've got a new air fryer. <laughs> Yay. Oh, freaking awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like, I need to get, I wanted a new duvet cover. Ooh, <laughs> what kind of vibe are you going for? I want to go for like an oatmeal. Oh, okay. You know, like neutral, but not white because white gets so dirty. And then that's kind of what I have. It's like a cream. I would call yeah. it. And it'll, you know, I feel like it, it goes well with everything. And I have a mix of like gray and black in my room. So, um, I know, adulting, you're like, oh yeah, furniture. <laughs> no. I mean, I did, like when I bought the new sheets, th then I decided to paint the wall behind. <laughs> this is how crazy I am. It's like I bought new sheets, so then I just wanted to change the color of my room. So I painted, yeah, I painted the wall behind my bed frame black. And so when you're saying that like, that you want your, your stuff is gray and black and stuff, it does look really good because I have a cream comforter. Now I have a black wall. And then like cream everywhere else. And then like bright white fluffy pillows are kind of mixed in and like black picture frames. It, it, the whole vibe looks so good. And then green like plant stuff. So you should totally go for it. Like it's a really good ah! that I literally just did like a couple days ago. I was like, 
over my room. I was like, let's just change it. Let's just change this shit. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. Duvet covers too, they're so nice because I feel like whenever your vibe wants to change, it's so freaking easy and inexpensive to do. Yeah, you're just like, okay. Or like if you're putting one in the wash and you don't have to be like, oh, I gotta put it back on again. You just have a backup. <laughs> And you're like, okay, I'm done. Like, that's what I did today. Like, wash my bed sheets. And then I'm like, oh, I already have a clean, a fresh, like, set. So just replace okay. and then do it later. <laughs> Does it drive you nuts, though, to put them back on? Like, I physically, like, that's the only reason why I don't have that kind of a comforter is because I'm way too impatient. Um, I think when I first got it, it was really tedious. Because I was like, what the fuck are these out, you know? But then after I was like, okay, this is what I'm gonna do. I just stick it up top and I shove the corner into the other corner and match up the other corner and then shake it out. <laughs> and it worked. And, and then I shake it out and then I button it up. It's not the one where you have to, I don't have one where you have to like tie each corner in. Yeah. I was like, oh God. And then I was like, whatever, good enough, you know? <laughs> yeah. The button ones are nicer, but it's only like a fourth of the side, right? Or like a half of the side of, I'm just trying to picture it. Cause the last, I'm trying to remember why I got rid of a down comforter. And I think it was because I was sick of buying two fake covers. Cause I would just get frustrated every time I had to change them. I mean, I would too. How often do you wash your sheets? Every week. Oh yeah, I would get annoyed. Yeah. But I don't think I did the, with the duvet cover. I wasn't that crazy. However, I literally, until I was in college, I didn't know that people ever changed their sheets. My mom literally just like always changed my sheets for me. Like, God bless her. I don't even know how she did half the things that she did. But I, my, my friend Jenna will talk about this all the time, how she was my roommate in college. And yeah. like, literally she was, <laughs> she, she remembers like two months into rooming with me, she goes, are you like gonna wash your sheets? And I was like, what? Why would I do that? Like, I, I'm, it's fine. <laughs> She's like, you should probably ask your mom like how often she does. <laughs> and so then I, then I don't know, maybe I did it like every couple weeks or something, but I've turned into a germaphobe and like, I just, I have to switch them out. And then, I mean, you have your dog sleep with you, right? That is a huge part. Oh, I would totally freaking wash it all the time. Yes. And I don't even, Lexi doesn't sleep with me, but Leo, like I will, he is such a clinger and he's always up there and I just, I give up. And he's just like a warm body to sleep next to. <laughs> like, fuck it, <laughs> why not? Um, but yeah, that is isn't that is a big reason, yes. <laughs> yeah, like I just started noticing um, Kira, my boyfriend's dog's fur everywhere. And I was like, oh, I can't stand it. I gotta go. And so like they left and immediately after they left, I was just like, wash everything. <laughs> they have like those like reusable lint roller things that I obsessively do on my couch all the time. Yeah. You have one of those? Okay. Yeah, but, okay. But I make her like sit on a blanket. Yeah. And, yeah, like, that's smart. This is your spot. Stay there. And every time she kind of like leans outside onto the couch, I'm like, no, no, no. And I like pull her back onto the blanket. <laughs> She's a German Shepherd or is she husky? She's a German Shepherd. She's a long-haired German oh. Shepherd. There's fucking fur everywhere. I just vacuumed. Like, I was just like, oh my God, I can't. Like, and just watching the vacuum like suck up all the fur everywhere. I'm like, ugh. Oh. That's why I have a Roomba, dude. Like, I mean, luckily my dogs don't shed that much, but the Roomba goes every single day, every day, because I there's no way that I can keep up with it. And then I'm like, the fur, the fur. And I'm like, <laughs> you taste it. It like gets in your mouth. I just like, you just see it floating. And then like on your coffee table, anybody who has animal, like pets will freaking understand. And like, okay. And, I like, it's like a very thin layer of dust and then all of this hair. Yeah, I'm like, I literally just dusted. Like what the fuck, you know? <laughs> and I forgot, I think like when I had a cat before, like, I realized like with pet people who own pets after a while you just don't care anymore as much yeah you're just like fuck it i can't yeah. this is my life now yeah if you don't have pets you're like get this shit out of here <laughs> you notice it so much more and like uh 
Dude, you're so totally right because like when the second I got Leo, I was like, he's not allowed on the couch. He's not allowed on my bed. He's not. And I'm just like, now I'm like, fuck, man. And I tell him to get off the couch all the time. But then he like looks at me sad and then hops back on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like he just wants somebody to like hang out with. But yeah, yeah so before him, it, that shit would have like driven me crazy. But now I'm like, okay, whatever. I think that's like, not that we're we know anything about being mothers but i feel like that's what happens when people have children and like the first child you're so strict with them and so they're like the most like disciplined like well-behaved child and then after all you just give up because you're like okay one was like hard enough and just like two or three you're just like whatever fuck it if they're alive as long as they're alive at the end of the day it's fine you know <laughs> Oh gosh, or like they they were like super OCD about like sanitizing the binky or whatever. And then by the third kid, it's like if they drop it in dog poop, it's like whatever, wipe it off, put it back in their mouth. Like <laughs> yeah. I I don't personally know anybody that does that, but I've heard stories. <laughs> yeah, I've heard stories where they're just like drop it they like put a baby wipe over it and then like here <laughs> like you're fine you're fine yeah oh man so my brother is has a baby on the way have i talked about that i already told you that yeah speaking of babies they are due in november so she's very pregnant i think she has like nine weeks left or something wow Dude, it's a boy so it's my first nephew but i know for a fact they will be those parents like to it, they will be, She she's like very cleanly, um, very organized, like incredible. She's gonna be such a hell of a mother, but literally she's, I can picture her being like wiping his drool off every couple seconds or something. And then, you know, fast forward six months and then he comes over, he's all snotty everywhere. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> I can totally see her having that shift of starting and wanting to be super perfect. And then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And then who knows how my brother's going to be. I'm sure he's he's going to be an awesome dad, I'm sure. But yeah. They were asking me today, they're like, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, your baby. Like, duh. <laughs> like, I, was, <laughs> I was like, I know that sounds crazy, but no, just like, give me your baby whenever you don't want him. <laughs> this brother still skin him. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that, but yes, also like that. <laughs> well, when you said, I want your baby, I was like, Rumpel still skin? <laughs> I haven't heard that in forever. No, I mean, like, always, like, let me babysit. Let me take him, like, all the time. That's what I meant. But yeah, you're right. The way that I did say it, it did sound like I wanted to steal their baby. <laughs> What's your baby for? How much, how much can I pay you for your child? <laughs> the money that I don't have, I will gladly steal him. Oh, how the hell have you been, dude? It's been such a long time. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a super loaded question, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what has it happened? um let's talk about the fun stuff okay yes um and good. the fun stuff is i fucking went skydiving yesterday i cannot wait to talk to you about this like you are still on a high i can tell like you are still like up there dude i don't even tell me everything okay i don't know how many people i talked to about their skydiving experience and everyone's was so different oh really yeah yeah like what they i, mean, I, I think guess that makes sense but yeah and i was just like okay so my only like close experience to like skydiving was i've gone like indoor skydiving okay you know, in like a wind tunnel i don't know have you tried that no i haven't i oh. want to though i don't so, think i have yeah I where, where you're like big you have somebody in there they're spinning you around and you're doing swimming yeah, yeah and they're like you're practicing your like formation in a wind tunnel like here you have something called iFly in California as like the franchise that like does the indoor skydiving yeah. and so I was thinking and everyone's like oh yeah it's like you're floating and da, 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 and all this I was like okay okay so because because I had gone indoor skydiving I was like okay I know how this is gonna feel yeah uh full disclaimer it is not like that at all <laughs> I 
sure it doesn't feel like that at all. <laughs> like a fucking wind tunnel at all. And everyone's like, oh, so I was like, okay, I know how this is. I was like, okay, my mind, I had already figured out like, okay, this is how it's gonna feel. You know, people are like, it's gonna be floating and da 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 and whatever. I'm like, no, you're fucking falling. Okay. Yeah, no, you literally feel it in your stomach. Like you're falling. You're going up and over a hill and the hill never ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, your stomach is dropping the whole time. (laughs) And like, for some reason, somebody like I think also when talking to you, you're like, oh yeah, it was like you just, but it's not as people are like, it's not as bad like the roller coaster, right? It just lasts longer. You're just like, oh, you know, (laughs) (laughs) like. Sometimes the story jumps around a lot, but okay, I'm gonna talk about like the actual experience, and I'll tell you about my my skydiving person oh my god please um <laughs> so everyone told me like be really calm and just surrender and they like, this is like what birds do whatever <laughs> and i was like okay cool birds so, just like, jump out of planes with the parachute yeah. so i was talking to my the tandem person yeah like i don't know why people always ask me if it feels like you're going on a roller coaster because it's fucking not but at the same time he's i was like i don't know what you're talking about and he's like do i look worried isabel this guy's from ireland okay he's his name was irish he introduced himself to me as Irish, and I was like, really? <laughs> Your name is Irish? The I- Irish from Ireland? Like, whatever. Okay. Turns out his name is actually Shane. So okay. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Irish is his nickname for sure. But I didn't know. I was like, Irish? I'm like, I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> Plus, you're like, you have like nerves running through you too. Yeah. So just, like, scared. And. You know, I'm just like trying to stay calm. Like I'm really excited and pumped, but also like, okay, you know, don't freak out. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so then how does it feel? He's like, Isabel, do I look worried to you? I've done this, I've done over 6,000 jobs. This is fine. And of course he's like, okay, I'll just go with this guy. It's my instructor person. Yeah. I don't know why he calling my instructor. He's like, he's just the person. Irish. Yeah. He introduced me introduced himself to me in the beginning we're all sitting in, in the waiting area and I'm like hi nice to meet you he's like okay any questions like don't worry just chillax normally the people who are all jacked up and like that was my boyfriend who's all jacked up we were like playing the top gun like theme song and everything as we were walking in and I was just like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> wait he had the theme song like playing on his phone as he's walking I fucking love that Isabel and, and then <laughs> we were early so the place wasn't even open and so the guy was like wait please wait we're not open yet <laughs> so, and he's, he's like, like what hold on let me turn my music down like <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're both so opposite <laughs> we were, we're so opposite anyway but we already knew that <laughs> right right so uh, he was introducing himself and blah blah, blah. he's like okay i'll be back later right so okay, it's fine. And then everyone starts getting ready. They like call our names, like this is the first plane. Everyone come over to this area and like meet your people, right? Yeah. And my person is nowhere to be found. Oh, Every shit. we end up getting like the little GoPro like video cam and stuff. Everyone was getting their little intro video and you're like getting told how to skydive. And I'm just standing there by my lonesome, like where the fuck is my person, you know? And I'm already high anxiety, you know? <laughs> Out of all the people, like you're the one that- <laughs> You're the like MIA person. And and of course, and then he comes back later. He's like, dude, I'm tired. I'm like- Oh, great. And he's like put, and like his person, this other person was like, I don't know where your person is, but I'll just help you like gear up. And he's helping me. And then I was like, dude, this is not like instilling. <laughs> and and then the guy comes back later he's like helping finish up he's like oh my god i was in like for a uh, binger yesterday and i was like what the fuck oh my god are you hungover because you keep saying like you're really tired and he was like yeah i stayed up to like six hours past my bedtime we went out to joshua tree and then i was like great so San Diego. So like <laughs> it is so San Diego. Oh, I miss it. <laughs> I totally miss it. And I was telling my boyfriend, I was like, yeah, I was like, just so you know, 
this is what the logos look like, okay? You have the little trucker hat, the like brewery t-shirt, the board shorts, the flip flops. I just start cracking up. Longer hair, little scrub. Everyone looks the same. They're still dressed the same. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, tangent. So he finally comes out. He's like, Isabel, do I look worried? I'm like, no, you look hungover. And then he goes and talks about how he like did ketamine the night before. I'm like, great. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Oh, oh my God, I fucking love him. <laughs> I'm terrified for you at this point. Because, um, wait, so you said that he said that you were more chill and then your boyfriend had the more like pumped up vibe, so. No, no, because no, he was like, are you nervous? And I was like, yeah, a little. And he's like, really? he's like really i'm like yeah he's just a little nervous i'm like mm-hmm. and then later i was like wait so am i getting a gopro because i think we paid for one he's like yeah yeah don't worry about it i got you and like there was no gopro to be seen so i was just like you're like <laughs> like i need you to trust me okay i got this i've done this so many times all this stuff and i was like okay oh my god that would actually make me a little bit nervous that he wasn't, that he was just so chill about it. So nonchalant about everything, yeah. which actually in hindsight was probably the best person for me. Yes, actually, you're right. <laughs> He'd be like, whatever. Like here, this is what you're gonna, he's like, I'm gonna just tell you what to do on the plane, okay? And I was like, okay. Yeah, if you would have had somebody more detailed giving you all of this information, yeah, I think- I would have been like, yeah, you would have been spiraling, thinking of everything, every scenario. What do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? When do I do that? He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you, okay? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it probably distracted you on the plane too. Yeah. And like, I was hanging on, when we got on the plane, I was like, hang on to the rope there. And he's like, Isabel, calm down. He grabbed my hand, put it in my lap. And he was like, you remember, he's, and they opened the hatch. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, we're jumping already. And then the, and then he started laughing so hard he was like you're really funny and i was like why what's so funny he's like you're just like really calm on the outside but then little things you do little things that i'm like oh she's about to shit her pants <laughs> <laughs> and he's like you hide it very well and i'm, like, I'm trying to stay calm there are moments where i'm like okay this is what it is you know or i get impatient because we yeah. waited two hours from oh. our original jump time because it was cloudy yeah, so I think I had to wait there too. So we had to wait. So after a while, I was just like, whatever. I'm just ready to go and do this thing. Um, anyway, so come jump time, people were like, poo, 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 right? Like it was so fast. Like, How many people were in your plane? 10? Like five people went ahead of me. So I can only imagine like maybe five or so people. Were you like sitting, like straddling each other on the plane? Yeah, on like a bench, a little teeny yeah. tiny little bench. And you're like straddling the bench. It's so weird and awkward. And just for the listeners who have not done this, you do not have anything attached to you. You are in this plane and the back of the door Paddle. is moving, And you're about to jump out and you know that you're not attached to anything. You do not have a single thing on you that could save you. No, please continue. Okay, I mean, I felt like, felt like I was like really snug in there that I was like, it's fine. I feel safe. Like I'm not gonna slide anywhere. And then I did get my video. He was videotaping us right before we got on the plane and all this stuff. And like all of my, I'm actually really glad he did my stuff because I checked Matt, my boyfriend's stuff. Yeah. And it was not as good as my footage or my <laughs> pictures. So I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. I doubted you. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, I can't wait to take some ketamine tonight out in Joshua. <laughs> um, and then, so anyway, so come the jump time, right? And then like, my leg is shaking so bad. He's like, okay, put your head all the way back. Like all this, he's like, look all the way up. I was like, okay. And he's like, go look up. And like in my video, I looked like, okay, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I look like in my video footage, like I had down syndrome or something because it was just like, my eye, I'll show you the video. Okay. So just so that you're like, oh yeah. I cannot yeah. wait to see this. <laughs> he had you look up so that way you're not looking straight down and like freak out or jolt. And I don't know. Cause I don't know. He just said, okay, when you go down, you're going to do like this. When I tap you, you're gonna let go. You're gonna go, you're gonna put, when I tap your leg, you're gonna put your legs behind me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, just think, 
feet on Irish's ass. And I was like, (laughs) he's like, also, you can't fuck it up. So just, you know, it's fine. And then he's like, but don't fuck it up. I'm like, you just told me I can't fuck it up. (laughs) I love him. I love him. He's totally a San Diego bro. He's so good. Um, Anyway, so then, okay, listeners, we are, I'm showing Elise my footage. This will be available. No, it won't. <laughs> no, it fucking won't. Isabel, oh, you do. You, I can tell that you're nervous. What's he asking you? Um, I forgot. Oh my god. And this is the point where I was like, "Fuck, we're fucking doing." Oh, I can this. see your face. I can see it in your face. Oh my god. And you're wearing goggles that are like a cone. Oh, oh my god! You look like you're having a blast, Isabel. Oh, oh my gosh! Like, that's gonna make me, like, cry. You seriously looked like you were having the time of your life. My brain, like, it goes so fast. Your brain is not even processing what's happening. And the whole time, you like, you're being filmed. So I'm like, just fucking smile. But the wind is so fast. And then you can't breathe. And you're like, breathe. (laughs) You're like, I don't know if I can. And then everything gets so dry. Because you're like, (laughs) oh my god, dude. But it's literally nothing I've ever felt in my life. Like, you know, you jump out of the plane, but it doesn't really feel like anything. Yeah. You know, so the guy was like, well, because the plane is going so fast and you leave. So it's like, you're kind of going at the same speed and then you fall. Right. So like, at first it was like, Whoop. I'm like, oh, okay, I can do this. And then you're like, oh, <laughs> you're, I'm like, I'm falling. And then I think there's some moments in the like pictures where you can see my brain go, oh my God, we are still falling. You fall for like a minute. It's so long. And then, um, and you're like, at one point I'm like, when is this gonna end? I'm like, when are you gonna pull the parachute? I could totally die right now because, you know, like, <laughs> For some reason, they don't pull the parachute, and then so like, like no wonder he was so relaxed the whole time. <laughs> like whatever, another day, and then <laughs> and then you pull the parachute, and then you're like woof, and then you're like floating, and then you catch the wind, and you're like, ah. and he's like, when I tell you, you're gonna scream, okay? Just like let loose. I'm like, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what you saw there with me going. Ah. Oh man. <laughs> but that was really fun. Um, the landing, oh yeah, cause he's like, okay, when I tell you, you're gonna lift your legs, you're gonna stand up when I tell you. And I'm like, huh, what, what, what? He's like, never mind, I'm just gonna tell you, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, like, what, what? Yeah, he's like, okay, lift your legs. I was like, okay, I was like, do you want me to keep it up right now? He's like, well, you can, but if you want, he's like, you're gonna get a six pack that way. I'm like, well, that's what I'm trying to do, so. <laughs> <laughs> But it made when that's when you saw in the video me kicking my legs up with him practicing. But I was like, I didn't get it at first. But on the video, it looks really good. That yeah. That. Oh yeah, for sure. So when I took my ex boyfriend for like Christmas or something like that, his landing he didn't do that properly. He well and on his knees. Yeah. No, he tore his ACL. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, happy birthday or Merry Christmas or whatever it was. I don't remember. But like, and then like him and I were thinking about it later that he, uh, my boyfriend was a little bit taller than the, uh, his instructor. So when you are landing, the instructor has to put their feet down first and catch the ground, which is why you're lifting your legs up. And then when they tell you to drop your legs down, when he dropped his legs down, he was lower than he thought he was because the guy behind him was shorter. So yeah, I I had to drive us home. We had to go to the ER. (laughs) I was like, shit. Actually, maybe we didn't go to the ER, but yeah, I, he he fucked his knee up pretty bad from that. And he, I remember him in crutches and stuff, and I was like, oh shit, I'm sorry. But also, you want to do it again, like yeah. He was immediately <laughs> like, my boyfriend was like, let's go again. Yeah, you get. I was like, I need a moment. <laughs> maybe not for some time. What? Maybe oh, it's a lot. 
It's a lot. You're right. It is. It is a lot for your brain to process. And that's what I mean. Like, I remember I was like on an adrenaline high from it. I I am kind of right now talking about it because it brings it all that back. You're on like an adrenaline high for a couple of days afterwards because you're still processing like that incredible feeling that you'll probably be chasing for a long time, which is why those skydiving instructors continue to just jump out of planes. Yeah. And I feel like if you do it so many times, you start expecting it. So it's like, it's like after your first roller coaster, right? Then you're like, when the dips come, then that's when you feel those things and you're like, yeah. And you look forward to them. Um, versus like the first time you're like, I don't know what to expect or what it's going to feel like. And so the whole time I was like, just trying to process and enjoy it. But I think I was just trying to think about it too much. Yeah. That, like, I was like, oh my God, it's still going. I mean, but I still have fun. I, I was after I thought about it and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually really did have fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh my um, God. So what, what was the celebration? Oh, it was for my boyfriend's birthday. That's right, okay. Yeah, so like way back in June, I did little paper airplanes that would spell out happy birthday. Guess what? We're going skydiving. Isabel, that's so cute. That's so romantic. (laughs) I know. I can be cute sometimes. (laughs) I'm a good girlfriend. Yeah, so that was wow. Talk about a high. That sounds like it was incredible. Um, you're making me want to go again. (laughs) It's been such a long time since I've gone. It's been since I lived in San Diego, so that would have been the last place I went. I don't remember it being called that go jump. Maybe it was a different a different one or there were a couple um San Diego skydiving. I think that's just what it was, San Diego Skydive. Yeah, yeah, there's a couple of them, um, but I got a good group on off of it, so. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, wh- okay, so you said you want to hear the good and the bad, so that was obviously really good, but what's the other shit? Ugh. Okay, so we know this has been kind of the, like, not lifelong struggle but it's been the struggle of my relationship of my boyfriend basically not having a stable job for the past two years Mm -hmm. he got a job offer that pays him really good money out in vegas no and he's taking it and he's leaving next week oh shit it's next week yeah Oh my God. I don't think I realized it was that soon. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I told you last week and I was like in two, a couple weeks. Yeah, it's literally happening. Oh fuck. Well, when he said a couple weeks, I was thinking like a couple months. I don't know. <laughs> a couple weeks seems so far away, but now when you say next week, it seems so close. What a great like thing to do before he leaves though. Like I'm glad that you guys were able to experience that like together i mean not that you're not gonna have memories moving forward but yeah dude it just fucking sucks yeah so it's like i'm trying not to be bummed right just finally figure out how like this current phase mm-hmm. us not being able to see each other as often and like our schedules and things like that and now there's we're gonna actually add like distance like actual distance, you know, where, I mean, people are like, it's not that far, you can make it and all that stuff, but it's still like, I can't go see him every day if I wanted to. Right, it's it's four hour drive, four? Yeah, like a four hour drive. Mm-hmm. It's 45 minutes by plane, um, but that gets expensive. So that's the other part of it, it's like the practicality of it. It's right. Starts- even though he's like, we can do it every other weekend. I'll come see you. You come see me, you know? And I'm like, but just like financially, I'm like, I can't do that. And, right. You know, it's just like not. And then travel, like the just energy it takes to travel. If that's like all of your weekends and it's like, well, then what about your life in LA? You know, yeah. like you also have to have that. That's important. Yeah, so there's all that stuff going on. Like, that's flexible, that adjustment that's happening. Um, 
And then the other part of it that I was thinking about that I wanted to talk to you about was like the whole, this whole time during the duration of this podcast, basically, I'm sure it's come up where I feel like I've been resentful. Yeah. Just like the financial dynamic between us in that oh because I always said it right because I was like in a relationship before where my ex made a bunch more money than I did and then he kind of held it over me and then I found myself in that situation even though I'm not making like a fuckload of money um but I was like if I wanted to go do something like I was in charge I was basically it was on me to make it happen otherwise it would never happen right to go do the things that I wanted to do and now it's about to be flipped and I'm realizing what the fuck have I been doing as a girlfriend other than paying for shit to go do stuff or go eat at places that really cater to being like a partner bringing value to the relationship yeah like and I guess when I think about that okay I know this will mean different things for everybody, but I'm realizing like, like when he came over here to my house, yeah, all the dishes, even though I had them in there from like the night before and he was not involved in the mess. Yeah. He take out my trash. He would wash my car on the weekends, like just randomly, I'm gonna wash your car. And I'm like, okay or you know just like clean the house or whatever and do stuff for me in the house and fix things i was like for me in my mind i was like that's okay because like the trade-off is me like financially paying for stuff and then and now i'm realizing it's about to be flipped and i'm like i haven't done any of those things for him like do you think he he expects it though because I mean that may just be his like natural I mean it sounds like it's his language of love you know acts of service and doing stuff to help you regardless I don't think any of that stuff's gonna go away on his side and I don't think he expects you to change I mean he's been with you this whole time and you haven't done that I know but then so that makes you like feel (laughs) what did you say that makes you feel worse (laughs) Oh, wait, why? I don't know, because, like... Because you feel like you're not bringing... But he's giving, like, 80%, and you're giving... Your your money was helping fill in that gap that's no longer going to be there. Yeah. But is that the way it is in his mind? I don't think so. I mean, we did have a conversation where he had asked me... He's like, hey, can you do me a favor? This is over text. And so I was like, like, what? And I sent the like eyebrow raised emoji. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> As opposed to sure, babe, what, what do you what do you need? You're just yeah. like what? <laughs> Which is the correct answer. And mine was definitely the wrong answer. <laughs> He's like, why are you asking me to do anything for you right now? Yeah. So and he was like I just wanted you to pick a cool date. And he's like, I was trying to be cute and stuff. And then you would took it that way. And I was like, I, <laughs> I didn't know what you were gonna ask me. Anyway, so he brought it up and he was saying like, I feel like I can't ask you for things to do things for me or that it's like some big burden for me to ask you to do stuff. And I had to be like, I do want to do things for you. I just. I want to know what they are. I don't know. I just like don't want you to ask me to do things that are like out of my comfort zone. Yeah. You know, and so I'm always worried that that's what that is or whatever, pushing like my limits. And, you know, I was trying to tell it's like, it's like when you, when I say, can we talk and you flip out? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Can we talk about this? You know, and I'm trying to be better about like, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this thing that's been bothering me that you did or whatever or you know like not being like the having the talk can we talk right so that's what i'm trying to say but then also i'm pretty sure my family has yelled at me many times about not being able to ask me to do stuff for them so i don't know if this is some deep-rooted childhood trauma shit 
wait that you never do anything for them so i asked my sister about it and she's like oh just tell her you talk like just it's just how you talk and i was like <laughs> wait but like does she agree yeah she's like oh yeah you've always been that way i mean you do it but you like complain about it <laughs> oh my gosh well okay so here's the thing though like he fell in love with you and you've been this way the whole time like you're just now realizing and recognizing it about yourself which is great for self-growth and everything of course but I mean he fell in love with the version of you that you're like realizing is like oh shit I don't give people anything <laughs> like I don't do things for people I just which which I think is actually really endearing. Like, I think it's sweet that you know that because then it's going to make you more aware of wanting to do more stuff for him. Like yeah. that airplane thing is really fucking cute. I get that it was for a birthday, but like you have it in you. I can be really cute. I you just, dude. <laughs> so if I do things for you like that, you know, I really love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You can't fake it. Because, <laughs> oh okay. Also like growing up, my mom would always complain that I would do things or whatever for like my friends. Yeah. Like really easily. Like they would ask me to do something. I'd be like, yeah, no problem. I'll do this or we'll do this together. And did it make plans with them? And like, I would not do that with my family. And then I guess I have to think about that. Like at work, like I wasn't naturally like that, but as I've gotten closer to them, yeah. I'm like, sure, no problem. Like, I'm happy to do that for you, with you, whatever you need, I will do it. And so I'm wondering if like maybe my boyfriend and I just aren't in that place yet and I'm still like maybe testing him a little because I'm trying to psychoanalyze myself and be my own therapist with my work wife <laughs> oh this is very interesting like you're you're still kind of trying to play it hard to get or like I don't believe I don't remember, okay actually I the more I'm thinking about this because remember like like the past his past transgressions yeah and parts of me are also like i still think about those things yeah so if like why should i give you a hundred percent of me if you maybe are doing those things right? you know what i mean yeah but didn't you like already do I mean, not to say that that was the end all be all, but didn't you guys already kind of have like a truce through this kind of stuff and like talked through it and. Yeah, but it still comes up. I don't bring it up. But it comes up in your mind. Yeah. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Is that like, you have to say out loud that you're over it, but inside internally, it's like, you're not. I don't think you ever truly can get over it, to be honest. I, I don't know. Or just takes a long fucking time, I'm sure. Yeah, and like I have to be like, okay, he wouldn't do that if it was like this, or you know, going back to like the we had that heart to heart of you know he wanted to make plans, you know he was like, I want like I want my person, I want you to be like more giving and you know this stuff like I can trust you for anything and you know like if I asked you for something you'd be like sure babe what what do you want what do you need and I'm like I'm totally not there right now and he's like because in because i want to move forward he's like i want to buy a house and like if we do that together i would love to do that together with you like you know maybe we just need to put timelines in and this is when we started having like our actual like real deep conversation that we haven't had in a while about like us oh, like where you're going yeah and where each other is at yeah and so important you know they always say like communicate about where you guys feel about certain things because they mm -hmm. change but I feel like it's like when you bring those kinds of conversations up, you know, because you're kind of just going through it until one day you're like, oh, things are not okay. Or like, I want to move forward. And like, I feel like there's pushback or whatever. Because um, he made this comment about like, maybe we just have to say like, okay, next year we're going to get a place together. And the year after that, we're going to have a baby. And I was like, hold up. No, we're not. And he was like, what? I'm like, no, we're not. You can't do that to me. I was like, I have like- That's a lot of pressure. I have prerequisites, okay? Like there are certain conditions that need to be met before I can even move forward with any of those things. <laughs> He's like, what? And I was like, like, you know, like if those things, I was like, financially, 
I need to be in a place where I'm not worried about those things. If I am to have a child, if I am going to get married, all these things, and we are not in that place. Oh yeah, no, no. And at the time, Especially have, financially. And at that time, he didn't have the job offer yet. So I definitely was like, hell no, this is yeah. Not- because that would be a lot of responsibility on you. And I don't make that kind of income right now. No. So I was like, no, I can't. And also like, I want things, I want to be able to do things and experience things that I haven't yet. I haven't had the chance to yet yeah. before I go lock it down, you know? And I'm like, I want a good, I want to be living in a good neighborhood and all this stuff and schools and things like that, you know? Yeah, you want to be smart about it. You don't want to just have a kid and figure it out and stress out. Like, yeah. no, do it right. Where like, the know. world does not need one more child that is not in a family that is prepared for them. Oh, that's a great way to put it. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Like, then everybody is unhappy. Everybody, you like you and your partner, because you're stressed out about other things. And that's going to bleed into your children. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, talk about trauma right there, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Right. So I was talking about those things and then we went back to like, okay, what are the things that you need from me that I can do to make you feel better about certain things, you know? And he was like, well, and he's such a dude sometimes. Like, <laughs> Aww. Like, he's like, you know, like maybe like, I feel like initiate a little bit more. I'm like, okay, babe. He's like, yeah, like that one time you did it, it's so hot and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I have to tell you, nothing is happening down there if nothing is going on up here right it's not just gonna happen like we have a guy that you have to yeah he's not like a guy where you just like touch their penis and it's like hard and they're like ready to go like right literally i cannot do that um and he's like okay so then we should talk about that i'm like great and since we're on that topic (laughs) you know so it was it was really a lot of breakthrough and growth in that conversation and so I feel like in a much better place than we were um and then of course that's when you got the fucking job offer and then I was like uh you're like your whole relationship nothing has been easy like you guys have constantly had to like show up for each other and fight for each other to physically physically be together yeah. like you know it's it's a lot it's a lot because like you're getting to a better place like communication wise and all of that stuff and then you're like we are getting closer great awesome you got a job in vegas like it's just like boom yay growing a little bit and then something fucking happens and i'm like okay i mean i guess i shouldn't it's hard because you're like why are we why is this happening you know but like if it was all like the same, I would have another ex situation. Yeah. Where it was, not that it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. I mean, it was kind of bad, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like this even keel thing, you know? We were roommates. Yeah. And so it was good to say, like, we're growing together and, you know, you understand and appreciate each other so much more. And I'm also like, fuck, who's going to fix my stuff when he's not here (laughs) without me asking? Well, have you, like, talked about all of the expectations that are around him making more money now? Like, I think that's kind of an important conversation, too, because, you know, you're sitting here thinking in your head, you know, now he's making money. Now what am I going to bring? It's like, well, no, you can still pay for shit. Like you yeah. can still take him out X, Y, Z, or, you know, it's 100%. just going to be a different balance. But have you guys talked about that? Not in the way that um, you're bringing it up right now. Yeah. But he has brought up and he's like, don't be so down about what's happening. Like I can, he's like, I can finally like be a man and like, don't you gonna be like it when I'm like, hey babe, let's go here, I'll take you. Or I'm gonna take you here. I'm I, yeah, I would love that. <laughs> or like you go to my apartment and it's all the stuff that you like. And you know, like the shampoos you use and all this stuff. I was like, yeah, you're right. He's like, yeah, so look at it from a positive side, not from a negative thing. That's correct. I mean, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Oh. Well, I just think like it's, yeah, just keep talking about it. Like there's, and you, you're going to get, you're too down on yourself because like, you just have to remind yourself that like, 
even though you feel like you're not bringing anything to a relationship, you obviously are. He's not with you because you have money. You're, again, you're not a millionaire, you know, like he's with you for other reasons. Yeah. Just because he's not, I mean, just because that, that dynamic is different. I think it's good for you. I think it's really good for you to recognize that and feel like, okay, well, now what can I do mm -hmm. to, to fill in that void? I think that's awesome because I never had that insight with my last relationship at all. And he made all the money and I was just like a freeloader. I know. I thought about that because I was thinking, I was like, okay, part of me is still very traditional and that I do want the guy. Me too. The provider. But I also, and like, I want to be taken care of and things like that. But I also don't want that the whole dynamic, the inequality of like somebody holding money over my head, which is kind of what I fucking did. So I'm like, dude. Right. Right. But, but now that you've had it done to you and you recognize that you're doing it now, like, I just think that those are, those are like going to be your life lessons that you just have to like work through, you know, and not duplicate or it's, learn from them at least. Yeah. It's, it's so hard and it's so different, you know, but yeah, it's more learning, oh. more growing, all of that fun shit. Yeah. How are you oh. doing? Are you dating and stuff? Yes and no. I mean, I'm going on dates, but I'm not like, there's nobody that I'm going on like. That you're interested in? Yeah, not really. I'm keeping my options open. And honestly, I'm just like making it more of a point to like, I'm on a kickball team and like, I'm talking to those, all of those people are brand new friends. Like I didn't know any of them. Um, and with my volleyball team, like, I'm just branching my friends groups out and like kind of going that route because that's going to be how I meet somebody. But yeah. I am like not totally like putting all of my effort into it. I don't know. Cause there's like a point where you almost like become too desperate. And I'm like, I, I can't keep putting all my fucking energy into that. Like, and I don't. And I, and I think that that's totally fine. The hard, the hard part about it is, is like, I, really really want it it's not that i'm ignoring it but it's like god damn man it would be so nice to have a instant plus one to whatever or to have somebody cook dinner for me on a sunday night like that kind of stuff but the alternative to that is like being a serial dater and like going through all of that and i'm like i just don't have the energy for it like when the bright person comes around they'll come around blah 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 but yeah that's where i'm at with it <laughs> I it's have my other friend. She's been single for a really long time. She was like, you know what? I'm thinking I'm really try give dating again, like a a, a serious try. Yeah. And she did that for a few months, and then just like her stories of the types of people she was coming across, that she was like, forget it. <laughs> like, no, seriously, it happens. It happens, but I'm not gonna put too much effort into it. And maybe that's what happens when you're 30. Like just, honest, yeah, that's exactly fair. I can you relate. Care, but you don't care. Yeah, I can totally relate to that so hard because it's like, what's the alternative? It's like you keep like waste. I feel like it's like wasting your time on just like going out with these assholes to dinner or people that you're never going to click with. And like in my mind, I'm like, I could be doing something totally different right now instead of on a date with something that I'm not even into. And then you get tired of like, I don't know. I don't want to go down like a negative rabbit hole, but I, I feel her like that. What, what you said that she had said, I feel that to my core. You get to a point where you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it again. And you're like, fuck this. Never mind. It's a <laughs> lot. <laughs> it's like a second job. Yeah. And, and it's like, you know, I, I am not that desperate. But I think it's good that I'm not, because if I was, I would be, I, I could be in a relationship with somebody tomorrow if I wanted, right? But like, I'm making sure that I'm doing, like I'm finding like a good person to be with. Like I'm not mm -hmm. just gonna be with Joe Schmo up the street. And I think that's what a lot of people do fall into is they just settle. And I am, I would rather be single than settle. Yeah. So, yeah. Right on, dude. <laughs> More power to you. That's awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I have like the thing that I've been going through recently is more so taking the kids off the table with my like non-negotiables because that has always been a big big non-negotiable for me is they have to be they have to want kids and I want kids blah 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 blah. but like the older that I'm getting and the more that I'm getting used to my single lifestyle and my kidless lifestyle and now that I have like nephew coming and my brother's gonna be having kids I feel like by me taking a step back and letting that pressure off of myself I could truly tell you now and I've been thinking about this for like a year that I would be totally fine if I never had kids. And I think that that is, I know your face is the same face every single person I've told has given me. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. Because you've got to just take a step back and like think about your day-to-day lifestyle and everything. Like I pretty much do something every other night and it's like, fun out like I'm, I'm constantly like on the go and there's nothing I'm not saying you can't do that with kids but like I love that lifestyle and I've lived this lifestyle this entire time and I if I did have a kid like that would just interrupt it so quickly that I may fall into like a depression or something dude I, I don't know I don't know and I can go down a whole rabbit hole about this but I'm not saying I don't want kids. I will never ever say that, but I feel like I would be okay if I didn't. And I think that that's a really huge spot to be in, which has helped me take my foot off the gas pedal for dating. I have so many things I want to (laughs) say that, okay. First of all, I'm super proud of you for, you know, like coming to that yeah thanks realization of like i would be okay and because when we literally started this podcast you were like i am ready for a significant other i want to get married i want to have kids like it was so like such a done deal like like you said like a non-negotiable this is what's going to happen no matter what you know and then by relaxing on that i think you just totally opened up the universe for anything to happen exactly it must feel so freeing for you. Oh yes. Yeah. That is the best way to put it. Like to me, it is such a positive, positive feeling. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I think that like this idea that I've been holding on to my entire life of where I would be, what I would be doing. And it's like the longer that I live without that. And I am like, I'm the happiest I've been in my entire life. And like, I don't have kids. And it's like, I have so much fulfillment for, I moved back here to be in my niece's life. And now I'm going to have more like kids to be an aunt to as well. And my friends have kids and like, I'm getting that fulfillment, but I'm also still going out and like doing things on a whim because I can, you know? And I, the thing that I've always said though, is like, I don't need to have my kid. I don't need to be pregnant. I've always said like adopt, foster care, whatever. But, um, but you're right by taking that off the table and like my ex didn't want kids. And that was like a huge factor of the split. And Mm -hmm. so like, if I could rewind, I mean, obviously I, I wouldn't, we were wrong for each other in so many ways anyways, but like how many people have I overlooked because I had that non-negotiable or because maybe they were uncertain about having kids, but I was positive, like you know like so i think you're right it opens up so many more doors um so that's kind of on the the dating vibe in my life like that is like the big kind of news that i've talked about it in therapy and I've, i've only told like a select few people but it's so bizarre to me too because there are so many women in my situation that are like going through like one of my friends is going through ivf somebody else One of my other friends was like, gonna get a sperm donor to have kids. Like all of these things. And I'm like, nothing in my body or my bones or my mind wants that at all. Not an ounce of me wants to go through that. Like I do not crave it that bad. And then that's the thought that started spiraling in my head of, well, wait, 
do I just want these things because this is how I was raised? I was raised in a mid Midwestern lifestyle. This was always what was expected of me, etc. Like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I can still be a mother to people, but not physical children <laughs> or not my physical children. But yeah. Yeah. That is interesting. The mid, the growing up in the Midwest. And that it's like, just like what people did. And then, cause I remember it was like, it was, it brought you such pain to see everybody getting married and getting pregnant. Yeah. And you're like, when is it my turn? Or like, you're feeling that pressure that you were the only one mm -hmm. or one of the few that were single or like are single. Missing out. Yeah. Yeah. Missing out on all of these things. But then I look around and I'm like, dude, I'm not missing out on shit. Like I am living my life to the fullest. And no, I don't have these memories with my like child, but it doesn't mean that I can't have those memories with my nephew or my my best friend's kid you know it's like i don't know yeah so we'll we'll yeah we'll go we'll chat more about that for sure but yeah that's that's my new little life update you're having a realization about what you bring to the relationship and i'm having a realization about hey maybe i kind of like being childless like I couldn't be doing this right now if I had a baby. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> no, you'd be like, sorry, Isabel, I gotta put the baby down. Right, yeah. So, I don't know. And I have a lot of mom friends and I feel like I get my little fix through them. But, <laughs> Dude. look at us. I know, Adulting. Growing and shit. Do you want to end the chat and do a card? I yeah, think I could like exit unless you have anything else you want to say. I don't really have anything else to say. I'm actually really glad we didn't jump into any to any like hippie woo woo shit this week, this episode. Um, I think we just really wanted needed to talk about life in general yeah. and the, the funny, cool stuff first, and then it was like, oh shit, let's talk about being. Let's actually like be real for <laughs> for yeah. <laughs> and about, like, what's happening and the things that we learn about ourselves and you know what's going on with other people and what you experience um we're gonna do a tarot card just because that's the only thing that i have in here it's fine like honestly i've tried to do tarot before and like my tarot abilities are zilch i always pull it i'm like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> I, oh my gosh, I've been so stressed with work. I got super into tarot there for a while and then I like kind of stopped. I need my friend to come maybe next episode. I, I honestly, yes, we've talked about that. I would absolutely love that because I think that getting a, a special guest <laughs> involved would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so I got the King of Pentacles tarot card so from what i know about pentacles without looking it up yet is that it's um usually when you get a pentacle card it has to do with money and so the king the ruler <laughs> so i feel like this is gonna vibe with what we were talking about with you um so this was an upright card and it says uh that the king of pentacles it represents material wealth financial abundance and worldly success uh, the king is a faithful provider. He uses his ambition and confidence to create wealth for himself and others. Da da da. Also a fatherly figure who provides others with advice, guidance, wisdom, especially in financial and work-related matters. Um, so yeah, and then it goes on and on, explains quite a bit about it too. But I do think it's kind of perfect that, I mean, yeah, I threw my little thing in there at the end, but like mainly what we were talking about with you was the money imbalance. And that's, I know that's been on your mind quite a bit too. Um, but what do you, what do you, what do you take away from this card? Like, do you think it's talking about you or just your situation or Matt or what? I'm hoping that like this, it really comes into full circle for everything um, because I like if I make more money also I won't feel so stressed and I have been working really hard 
uh, at work for certain for some cases and things like that and you know waiting for those to come through and um and with my boyfriend getting this new job I just feel like things are it's like it's like coming out the other side finally you know yeah it was like so hard and like I really had to think about that you know like when you don't have material things who's around you still when you don't when you don't have anything oh yes oh yeah there's a there's like a saying about like who will who's your friend on the boat or something like that like I I don't know It's, it's something along those lines of like somebody still being your friend when you're poor versus when you're rich and treating you the exact same where yeah. it's never that way but those people are the ones you want to keep around etc yeah yeah exactly so i'm excited to see where this goes stay tuned for a life update <laughs> as we go through this and you know I really yeah i really like am obviously pulling for you guys it'll be an adjustment at first but i think it'll also be like like he was saying look at the positives i mean my gosh this will be making your time that you do spend together that much more meaningful and you're gonna be like exploring a new city yes you've been to vegas but like you've been like a tourist and partier in vegas i went to go to the clubs yeah i drank I woke up with the hangover, went back out again at 8 p.m. to party right. at 3, 4 in the morning and went back to school. Like that's... And it's like, maybe you will like, I don't know, maybe you'll like like the the other part of it, you know, what he's going to be doing or the neighborhood that he's in. Who freaking knows, man? I don't know shit about Vegas other than gambling. Like... I don't know shit about Vegas either, but I am also definitely not moving there. So no, but, but it may be a fun thing for you to go visit. Yeah. I already listed some cool things, um, that I've seen there that I want to go check out. So anyways, babe, it was so nice to catch up with you. I'm so glad we got to chat. Cute. All right. Well, have a great week ahead. It was so nice to chat with you. So good to see you. All right. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.